Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 and the final episode of this season of Your Favorite Effort. Sarah and Nicola coming at you today. Um, we have had a blast recording this season of the podcast. <laughs> what are you laughing Don't at? Don't mind me in the background. I just have like a fit of the giggles right now. Sarah's Aww. doing a beautiful job, but I'm wrecking it. <laughs> Continue on. We have had so much fun recording these podcast episodes, and we also hope you all have been enjoying the conversations that we've had here. Um, So today, as we come to the end of the year and the end of this first season of the pod, we want to kind of reflect on some of our big takeaways that we've had this year when it comes to our personal lives, our business, our relationships, and just being a human in general. Yeah, the end of the year, maybe fingers crossed the end of the existential crisis, Yes, yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe, um, but if not, that's okay too. Here's yeah. what we do know. It's very little. <laughs> Learning more nothing. every single day <laughs> or maybe not. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Nothing, but take this with a grain of salt. Yeah. We're going to f- reflect on a few things. So we're just going to have a little bit of a conversation here today. Um, and then we will kind of forecast what we have in store for the next season. Yeah. And then we'll leave you with that. Cool. Okay. You want to start us off? You lesson filled human. Yes. <laughs> my brain is filled with so many lessons and here's just one of them. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so, okay. So this year, I mean, a mind fuck this year has been, but I think when I reflect on like how things have been going personally, professionally, in all those kind of aspects, one of the biggest takeaways for me is pretty closely tied to a podcast we did very recently, actually, the one about energy management versus time management. Um, and I think that has just been kind of a revolution in terms of how I approach my days, how I approach myself and how I do or don't get things done. Um, I have always kind of identified as that like type A person who's like scheduled down to a T and like told myself and other people like I just run really well when I have a a set schedule and I maybe was lying to myself for the majority of my life but I really thought like if I just oh dear god what was that Rue no she's not here I don't have anyone to blame it on um but if I just like had this perfect schedule, then everything would get done and I would feel super productive and really great about myself. But maybe it's just been like this year, but it doesn't matter how perfect my schedule is or how like well I think I've allocated my time. If my energy does not match the tasks that I have assigned myself, absolutely nothing will get done. Mm -hmm. 
in like a worse way than if I had not scheduled anything because right. then there's so much like guilt attached to it. If you're not, you know, moving through that schedule at the the pace you had planned for yourself. And then I've just found myself like getting really frantic and feeling like I'm rushing to finish something and rushing into the next like meeting or appointment or whatever. And there's no like downtime. There's no opportunity to pause for me with that. And so that was kind of the lesson that started like peeking its head out pretty early on in the year. And it probably took till maybe the summer, probably till getting the little monster brew until that actually like came full circle. And I was like, okay, bitch, we need to slow down and we need to actually check in with ourselves Um, because there was a lot of burnout with that. So that for me has been like a big eye opener um, and feels really good to identify now. It feels a lot more natural for me to plan things based on my energy. For sure. I think there's a lot of moving parts there um, with the type A stuff. I think lots of us, I mean, society as a general glorify, society in general glorifies being productive, right? And so if we're like falling into this trap of like, we need to be productive all the time, that's where like that planning and like trying to like schedule a thing, everything down to a T can really like seem like the, the solution to that, right? But as you said, if we don't have the mental capacity or energy to show up for those tasks, it, it literally makes zero difference. Right. And as you said, the guilt that comes from like having something on your list and not doing it can almost be worse than not putting it on your list in the first place. Oh yeah. It's tragic. But I think it's like a lot easier said than done to just be like, okay, well I'll shift to like managing my energy instead, because like, what does that even fucking look like? Right. So like, how do you plan a week knowing there are things you have to accomplish and you will at some points have to do them, even if your energy isn't like perfectly matched, but like, how do you plan for the next day? If you're like, well, I'm hoping to feel this way. So I think I'll be able to get this done. And then you wake up and your energy is totally different. So that process for me was really frustrating. Trying like that kind of in-between area where I'm not just having a free-for-all. I still wanted some like things planned, some points of like stability in my day. But how do you create enough flexibility within that to allow yourself the opportunity to choose the opportunity to like pause or the opportunity to like change your schedule or abandon plans or do something different. There's a lot of like emotion for me in that. And a lot of frustration came just with like figuring out what that needed to look like for me day to day. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you feel you've like come to realize or be able to do differently to manage your energy better? Um, I mean, when I started like going to bed earlier, that definitely helped. Um, that got me out of bed earlier. And I think as much as I would love to sleep in every day, those days where I found myself sleeping in more, I found like that guilt a little bit more. And then I was like, well, I already lost like an hour and this is the time I would usually use for me. So now I don't get that time. And so just by going to bed earlier and being able to wake up a little earlier, not forced, but just more naturally then I did have more room to like check in with myself first thing in the morning and gave myself that opportunity to pause and like kind of reorient myself with a lot less guilt and a lot less frustration. Yeah. Sleep is huge. I mean, sleep has a domino effect on so many things, right? Your, your energy in general. Um, So that's a good one. We talk, we've had this conversation together and with lots of our clients about like 
um, if you know there's like an energy draining task that you have to do, uh, piecing that in between like two charging tasks or something like that, or like having something exciting after as a reward, you know, mm-hmm. like last week I was like, if I get this shit done, I'm going to go to the bookstore or something. Yeah, honestly, right? um, I think my mindset around that has changed a little bit too, because I definitely used to think like, okay, well, I'll just get the shitty task out of the way first so that I have like a clean slate for the rest of the day. And that had been my kind of like MO for a really, really long time. Like thinking back to like being in post-secondary too, like I would definitely get like the shitty homework done. But then by the time I had enough space and time to do the assignment or the project or whatever kind of task that I was actually looking forward to, I was burnt out mm-hmm. and I wasn't as creative. I wasn't as like in it. And then that became kind of a burn too. And so being able to switch those things and do the energizing tasks first has been really helpful, um, but it doesn't always come naturally. I have to sometimes remind myself like, hey, it's okay to do something more fun or easier first. Right. Um, and just get out of that. I need the clean slate kind of mentality was, right. was, and is still pretty tricky, but beneficial in progress. Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting one because I feel like if we put the energizing thing first, a, we're more excited to do it. And then it's kind of like when we're like building habits or trying to change our behaviors, it starts to like build that mm-hmm. momentum Definitely. and we're like, okay, I already did this. Um, I already did this thing. I already checked this thing off my list. I'm feeling good. Like now I can tackle this, like not as exciting thing. Yeah. It's definitely like works that way when it does work, like when right. it happens, yeah. Yeah. but there are definitely still days where I'm like, Oh no, just power through one thing. Cause I just want it over with so bad. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it, it does feel refreshing to have it done. And other days I'm like, well, I'm a shell now for yeah. the rest of the day. Good luck yeah. getting anything else out of me. Oh, that's funny that we didn't have this on our takeaway or lessons thing, but I think that that's kind of um, leads into something else. I think both of us have been realizing, but lots of other people too, of like nothing like really ever goes to plan, you know, (laughs) we can have the best laid plans or maybe not nothing goes to plan, but letting go of like expectations and like, Mm -hmm. especially expectations of certain outcomes. Right. I think that that's been something that I've been trying to work on because I've definitely always been like a I'm working towards this specific thing and blah, blah, blah. Um, but letting go of expectations and just really trying to, and we say this, I always laugh when we go, you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> it's fucking cliche, but just like enjoy the process. We need another word for that. How else can we say that? It just, it, it really know. is about like being in the moment, you know, um, and when we're working towards something, this will lead into mine for sure. But when we're working towards something, it's rarely the outcome that brings us like the joy or the happiness or the excitement. It's, mm-hmm. it is the journey along the way, right? Yeah, choke <laughs> that one down one as last much time. As I hate what I'm saying right now, but it's true. It's so yeah, true. It is. It's one of those annoying, but true kind of things, especially when we talk about like fitness and nutrition, but life in general, Mm -hmm. um, one of those things that everybody can easily roll their eyes at, like that's not lost on me. I'm over here rolling my eyes like crazy when I hear, but it, it definitely does serve a really solid purpose when we're looking at that kind of, um, life and momentum and things like that. For sure. Okay. Well that leads into kind of one of my big lessons for this year. Um, it's interesting because this is a lesson that like 
I'm starting to understand, but I'm not fully at the point of like embracing it. Okay. Like I can't let go of like <laughs> the side of me that's saying the opposite thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, and so it's this idea of that, this, the idea that we're always working towards something. Mm-hmm. We're always trying to grow. We're always trying to learn. We're always trying to reach this next milestone. And like, for some of us that comes a lot more naturally than others. Um, but for those of us who are very much like in that, like go-getter mentality, how often do we take a step back to think like, do I actually want this or am I pursuing this for some other reason? Am I pursuing this because someone else wants it for me or because it's what I always thought I was supposed to do or Mm. because I'm seeking validation in some capacity or, you know, um, gotcha. So right now you're in that phase where you're like, I know this exists and like, you're probably doing it in areas, but you're like, but am I ready to change that trajectory yet? Maybe not. Exactly. Okay. Where I'm like, I still want to work towards the thing. I'm not that person. I, I think this is what I actually want. <laughs> right, right, right. No, but I like, haven't fully been able to like dig deep enough or like uncover like whether it's actually a true desire of mine or if it's still rooted in something external. Oh God, that's so tricky. It's so tricky. I have those kind of thoughts all the time where I'm like, is this real or did I just make this up? For sure. Yeah. And like, not just to goals, but like to all different things, even like different feelings I have that come up. I'm like, is that a a real feeling or did I just kind of like create this based on like how I interpreted this scenario or something like that? And it is really hard to discern like what we really do want and what really will serve us when you know we've been like going down quote unquote like the wrong path for so long or when we've been like following those shoulds forever or have felt pressure from any like place it's become so natural for us so we're like is that really me Mm -hmm. or do I have to completely break out of that to find like the real me right and that's hard yeah yeah this idea of like our authentic or true selves like who the fuck is that? I don't even know, (laughs) you know? Um, so yeah, it's just been interesting. I wrote a post about confidence the other day, and this was like a perfect example where like 99% of the clients that come to us say they want to be more confident, Mm -hmm. right? And confidence is something that we're conditioned to think we need to have, or that we want to work towards, right? Being confident. But when is the last time, if you're someone who said, I just want to be more confident, When's the last time you actually took a moment to think about what confidence actually means to you and how that influences your day-to-day life? Mm -hmm. Because in our space, at least a lot of people think they're that confidence comes from changing their body. Right. And confidence comes when we like love ourselves fully and like we accept our bodies and that kind of stuff. Right. But that's not really what confidence is. Confidence is understanding that, yeah, there's pieces of ourselves that we love. And there's also a piece of ourselves, whether that's physically or emotionally, mentally that we don't like. And those pieces are largely conditioned and learned and we can exist and have them and still make choices that aren't driven by those pieces. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Right? Like those things can exist within us without driving our behavior. Right. And confidence comes from like understanding that and knowing like, okay, it's not, 
it's not all sunshine and rainbows. We're not going to love every inch of our body. We're not going to love every piece of our being some part. There's some parts of myself that I fucking do not like. (laughs) I'm like, I hate that. I'm like this. I understand that I like got to this point from these experiences and like, I don't love it. But as I'm working on changing that, I also recognize like it might not ever be fully gone, but I can exist and live with it without letting that affect my relationships and my behaviors and my decisions, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you're saying that's where, at least like in your understanding and definition of confidence, like that's where it lies in that like discernment. Yeah, for sure. That's that's how I would define it anyways. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you have a different, different definition, but no, I mean, like you bring bring up a really good point. Like how often do you really think like, what does confidence mean to us? Um, And I think if I like think about moments in time where I have like felt really confident, it's been because of like an effort. Um, Journey. What? The journey. Oh yes. It has been though. It's usually like from tackling something that I didn't initially think I was going to be able to do or doing something better than I anticipated doing it. Um, and just like showing up. I think there's a lot of confidence in that process too. Um, but I think like different layers of confidence, there's like an understanding of like your own capacity too, and being able to honor that. I think there's confidence in like the self-trust you can develop. Um, so there's lots of different layers, I think, but what you're defining definitely resonates with me too. Mm -hmm. And confidence is just an example, but my kind of takeaway message here is like, okay, this thing we're working towards, let's actually try to think about what happens and what our life looks like when we achieve that. Mm -hmm. Right. And is it truly what we want and what makes us happy? You know, Um, because that's, I think a lot of us are just stuck in that cycle of like working towards a certain like business success or working towards a certain body composition or a certain like performance in our sport or CrossFit or something like that. And it's like, okay, once that outcome or that goal is reached, like, again, that's not really, yeah, exactly. Then what, you know, if you've based your entire identity or your entire process on that one thing, you reach that goal, then it's like, okay, what's next, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, or what happens if you, are unable to pursue that anymore because so for example in sport what if you get injured or something like that you know it's really important for us to find what makes us happy in the day-to-day um and not so focused on an outcome that like doesn't even fucking matter to us at the end of the day Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that mindset has helped me remove a lot of like negative feelings about um, things I've spent time on in the past that maybe I'm not like using anymore. So like my post-secondary is a perfect example of that. I used to hold like a lot of shame and guilt around how much like time years spent money spent getting a degree that ultimately I'm not like using in its exact application anymore. And there was a lot of like, why the fuck did I do that? A lot of regret, but I see things now as more of like an evolution. Like that was a phase of my life where I was trying something on. And what I learned from that was like some of the components of like that education or that experience really fit. And I could take those and leverage those into what I then did later. And some of them, I simply got to try on and be like, no, that, that doesn't fit. And now I get to leave it behind. And so I think there's like uh, a kind of beauty in seeing things as an evolution instead of like an end point. 
and thinking like, okay, if I'm spending time on something now and yeah, it's amazing to have like those outcome goals for yourself, Mm -hmm. but like recognizing like, what are you taking out of this process now that after you've achieved X or Y, you can still bring something, you've learned something and you can move it into the next like iteration or evolution of yourself. Yeah. The next, next phase or chapter or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. I had that exact conversation with one of the girls at the gym yesterday. She's like in her second year of university and she like hates her program. And she's like, I just feel like I have wasted so much time. And like, I don't know if I should switch now. And I said the exact same thing. I was like, regardless of, I said, first of all, we're pressured to go to school at 18 when like, I'm fucking almost 30 and I still don't know what the hell I want to do like with the rest of my life, you know? So the fact that we're supposed to know at that age is really, really difficult. Um, but also even if she's not using the degree, um, or like changes her, her career path or whatever, what she's learned up until now is still going to have a huge impact on like her overall, um, being. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's never like, it's not a waste of time. It's a lesson or whatever, but yeah, it's not time wasted, but that's, definitely easier said than done like it's hard to approach everything with that kind of like bright and shiny mentality yeah hindsight's 2020 there right for sure yeah when you're in it it's like okay fuck you this is how I feel right now and just like (laughs) let me feel this way for sure yeah and even in hindsight I'm still like well (laughs) I could have made different choices where would I be now if I had okay um let's move on you had one more good one Yeah. Um, and I don't really know where to start with it, but I think the lesson, where is the lesson really on a personal note? I think the lesson is that like, I rely on community and people so much more than I thought I did. I think I like to think I'm an independent person and I am, I don't have, problems doing things for myself but they just feel better and I enjoy them more when I am doing them in community so like with people building friendships having really solid relationships that I can count on um, either to just be a part of the process or to have other perspectives or to just have support Um, and I think in the last year I mean Brandon and I moved to a different city in 2020 and it's now been like almost a year and a half since living here but it's really been in like this last 12 months where I've had to kind of like reassess the relationships in my life and really kind of understand like what I'm getting from each of those relationships um, and recognize where my value in a relationship comes from, what I look for in other people, and then recognizing like, well, how do I actually cultivate that? Like, it's one thing to be like, I know I want X or Y and like a friend, and I'm maybe missing a component of that, but like, how do you actually make a friend as an adult? Like very, very challenging. Yeah. Um, And I think I had a a pretty like unconventional way of seeking out friends in the last year because I wasn't making any friends through conventional methods. Um, So that's, if there's a lesson there, I think it's like the importance of community that we can take for granted, but how we actually cultivate that community is like a kind of a different conversation altogether. For sure. I had a couple of thoughts there as you were chatting through that. Um, well, the first one that I thought of is like this idea of community um, and people who 
identify as introverts or independent still needing that connection. You know, connection Mm -hmm. is a basic human need. We all need that regardless of how much we tell ourselves that we are independent. We don't fucking need anyone, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. Not speaking from experience at all. (laughs) But I think that there's a difference between being in a community and being surrounded by people and other humans and being in a community and surrounded by people who have the same values as you and who Mm -hmm. have the same, it doesn't mean you need to agree on every single thing, but there needs to be some mutual understanding or like mutual shared vision of like how the world works and like what's important and stuff like that. Because I think most of us can think back to a friendship or a romantic relationship that we were in with someone who we had that relationship and we were around that person, but we still felt lonely, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so it's more about finding your people than just like being around people, you know? Right. Being in the presence of other human beings. Exactly. Usually that annoys That's me to no end, actually. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think like a, if I'm thinking specifically, like, what do I look for in other people? I think it's just like a trust that I can say things and they won't be scared or I can be myself and it won't make people flee. Right. Um, and like the same, like to be able to sit with another person and think like there's pretty much nothing they could say that would make me like so uncomfortable that I would like leave or want to kind of like reassess my willingness to be in the friendship Um, and knowing like okay their kind of like boundaries around that kind of thing are similar like matched to mine where like we exist in the same kind of understanding I don't think our like um, necessarily like perspectives of the world all have to be the same but I have to trust that I will be able to share mine and they will be able to share theirs or feel comfortable sharing theirs with me. Yeah. And that that's not going to lead to necessarily like argument or resentment or anything like that, but it can lead to like deep discussions and conversations and both sides are like open to other opinions. And that's a lot easier with that trust piece, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, A mutual learning. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like a greater connection once you kind of can understand how people tick for sure. Um, and that through that shared vulnerability, I mean, there's like definitely um, connection and like different levels of attachment there that can feel really, really comforting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's interesting about like the independent piece because you and I both have always identified as like introverts, like we're the person who like says no to the party or like wants to stay <laughs> home alone or is like asking our partner to like go hang out with their friends because we like need alone time or whatever. Um, and I think that that is still like a big piece and still very important, but I think we both have that, had that realization this year that those friendships, um, and spending time in those types of environments can be just as beneficial, if not more than that alone time in terms of like being charging to our energy and helping like expand our views and open our minds and just like feel, feel just like whole, you know? Yeah. And I think that's something I've kind of had to um, maybe like put that introvert need on hold sometimes, because if I like went with that all the time, I would never kind of like put myself out there or I would never put myself in um, situations where like a friendship could exist. Right. And it would be really easy to shy away from all of that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think in the last year, watching myself be bold in those situations has been really 
interesting. It has been like um, a place in which I've generated a lot of confidence from, but it definitely hasn't felt good all the time, especially when you get it wrong, especially when you put yourself out there and you're like, I think like there's potential here. And so you kind of like not bypass, but kind of like, um, like you don't see the signs. Uh, no, if I'm like, my craving is to be like an introvert, but I've like put myself out there. I'm not bypassing that introvert need necessarily, but I'm just saying like, Hey, stick with me for a sec. Like something's going to pan out here. It's going to be worth it. And then that friendship that you've kind of now invested time and maybe like put your other needs on hold for is like a no-go. Right. Like, Ooh, like, yes. What can we learn from that? But also I'm like, Ooh, did I just like lose a little bit of trust with myself like how could I have made a judgment call like this right and I think that's kind of like a different conversation altogether but definitely something I noticed and had to be able to say like okay just because I didn't get it right this time doesn't mean like I'm going to continue to get it wrong in the future right yeah through that process of being like resilient enough I guess to be like okay so this friendship didn't pan out but like I'm still going to try for another one yeah has led to some really awesome new friendships in the last year. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, this idea too, that your introvert side or like the independent side can coexist with this other side of us that needs connection. Right. Um, I think that that's a big piece too, especially if we've tied our identity in that, in that piece, that was my experience anyways, of like, I tied my identity and being like this independent person who didn't need anyone else. And that was a result of a really terrible relationship. Um, and it was like a sense of pride for myself where I was like, you know what? I used to need that other human for validation and to like, make me feel whole. Um, And when that relationship was over, I like worked so hard to get to this point where I was like, I don't fucking need anyone else. Like (laughs) I'm, I don't care what people think, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was proud of that person, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and my therapist pointed this out of like, okay, cool. That, that persona or that piece of you, like got you through a certain time, but now where you're at in your life, you don't, it's not serving you anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. He used the analogy. He was like, you're like, uh, armored up, ready for battle, but like you're standing in a playground. And I was like, oh, <laughs> he yeah, fucking woods. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. And so it's like recognizing, like, okay, that was like a big piece of me. And I don't have to like completely let go of that. But the ways in which that that is going to exist now in my life isn't the same as it was four years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that can be a really tough thing to let go of. And if you're someone who has identified as like, an introvert or independent, or you've been through an experience where closing off and detaching was the way to kind of get through that, then it can be really fucking scary to get into these situations and like be vulnerable and connect. Um, and so there's a little bit of kind of like give and take there that has to happen to kind of find that middle ground of like, Hey, where can we like start exploring these in a way that like still feels safe for us? Um, but also recognizing that like, we don't need to stay in that like closed off walls up position, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if that made any sense, but <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely hit. Um, and I think that's so tricky, especially as adults, when it feels like people already have their kind of like solidified friend groups and like, how do you sneak in there? How do you 
um, make like those connections where it feels like people are already at like, or at least my perspective was like, oh, well, people are already at their like friend capacity. Right. Like they've already got like all the kind of friends that they need. Like, where would I possibly fit in? Right. But then I flipped it and was like, well, if someone asked me, like, I'm not at friend capacity, like, of course, like, I would be open to something like that. So why wouldn't other people be open? But sorry, I cut you off. What were you saying? No, I was just thinking of that conversation we had about friends, like friends serve different roles or different purposes, you know? And it's like, okay, we're not saying this from a place of like, oh, I need to be like taking from every friendship or, you know, but it's very much like different friends in our lives, whether they stay for a short time or a long time, they can serve different roles. And lots of us have friends that play a support role, friends that play a role that gets us out of our comfort zone, friends that play a role that just provides like a sense of grounding or security. You know, Um, there's so many different roles that friends play. And I think you had mentioned in that conversation of like not putting pressure on a friendship to like look a certain way. Yeah. Like removing like this hierarchy. Right. Because I think I've been in a place too before where I've like considered some friendships better than others because they were the ones where I was like able to be super vulnerable or have those really deep and meaningful conversations. And then the friendships I had where I couldn't maybe go there or didn't want to have those conversations. I was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll just write this off as like a surface level friendship or something like that. But in reality, I still really, really need those other kind of friendships. The ones that push me in different directions, the ones that encourage me to like get out or do exactly like you said activities that I might not normally do Mm -hmm. um, or just have legitimately a different perspective on a lot of things than I would Mm -hmm. I still need those and they're not better nor worse than a different kind of friendship it just looks different it's just different yeah removing the the hierarchy the um the labeling of one friendship over another has been really helpful for sure yeah, that conversation helped me a lot too, as someone who like has friends from like different times in my life and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know? Um, yeah, that was a super, I enjoyed that conversation that we had. Yeah. It's funny. I can like remember exactly where I was in my house when we were having that conversation. <laughs> yeah, I remember that conversation pretty well too. Yeah. That shit's weird. Yeah, it is. Um, but I mean, like, in terms of actually making the friendships. I don't know if we really want to give advice on that because I think we've kind of like made a lot of friendships in the last little while, maybe unconventionally or just like by chance. And so it feels weird to then like give advice on that. But if there was a takeaway for people, because I know we have a lot of people in our space who have either like clients or just other people we have run into who are like, yeah, I don't have enough like adult friends. I can absolutely like commiserate like it can be really really hard Mm -hmm. I think when I first moved to the island I described it as like going on a bunch of like first tinder dates like it was like I was on tinder for friends because I would like go for coffee with one person and like maybe I'd never hear from them again and I was like oh okay that's not going anywhere or you know you do something one activity with someone and it would never lead anywhere and so it just felt like there was so much of that that felt really for me who wants to like build very close relationships like that's where I feel the most secure Mm -hmm. 
um, and I'm finally able to open up. I need to feel really comfortable with someone. So that just gave me like no sense of, I don't want to say value, but it was just like, no, this isn't a friendship if there was no initial like connection. Right. And so that felt really draining for me and was like definitely a point where I was like, well, I may as well give up, like nothing's sticking. So let's just leave it alone. Yeah. Um, but I ended up like doing some kind of strange things to develop some friends. <laughs> like what? Well, I, I'm told you this one, but there were um, two like really amazing human beings who worked at the coffee shop that I went to just but, like on the daily. Um, they were the kind of people who like got to know your name, got to know your coffee order and would like ask questions about your life when you went in. Like they were just solid individuals. And I was like, well, they seem like really cool people. Like I, I bet I would like hanging out with them like outside of just like my daily coffee adventure. And to one of them, I wrote a little note and on it, I said, do you want to be friends? And then had a little check mark box for like, yes, no, maybe. And I carried it around in my wallet and was like, one day I'll just give it to her. I'll give it to her. Um, and one day, like there was no one else in line. I wasn't like, no one else is going to overhear this if I got turned down. But after ordering my coffee, I like slipped her the note and she was, she literally screamed. It was like, oh my God, I've been wanting to ask you to hang out forever. So that was like very validating and also just like a fun way to do it because I was like, whatever, worst thing she can say is no. Yeah. And then I just have to find a new coffee shop. No right. big deal. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Um, but like different things like that. I'm like, there's no point in having shame around this no um, and then there was another girl at the gym and I was like hey would you want to be my friend um, yeah. and she's become like one of my closest friends here so yeah I think yeah just like being straight up of like hey you seem really cool do you want to like you don't even have to be like do you want to be my friend but like do you want to grab coffee or like yeah I'm going for a walk later do you want to join or something like that you know and just like to have time to be in each other's space and kind of see what happens from there. Right. I think that there's a lot of trust and mutual respect that's built when you can straight up have that conversation with someone right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know, Cause it does take a lot of vulnerability and courage to be able to do that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. There is a chance of rejection and yeah. obviously we all hate that. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a really cool, cool way to start that can go for social media too. Like if there's someone on social media that you like enjoy being in their space or, you know, what they're saying or whatever resonate with their content. Like I have messaged, (laughs) there's this one girl, we're not like, I've never hung out with her. We're not friends by any means, but she's a dancer. And I literally messaged her and I was like, this is going to sound so creepy, but like, I fucking love watching you dance. Like it makes me so happy. And like, I just hope you know that like, you sharing these like is making other people's day or whatever and she was like oh my gosh thank you so much like, yeah that's cute yeah there is like, like a a nice connecting point of like those parasocial relationships yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure it's a little bit um less scary because it's like not in real life right versus like yeah. going up to someone in like person um so if you are someone who's like really scared of that that might be like a way to ease into it yeah, for sure. Or just like putting yourselves in environments where you're likely to meet mm-hmm. kind of like like-minded people. I mean, yeah. we've talked about this before, but like the gym is a great place. Yeah. Um, specifically like a CrossFit gym or gyms where there's like class style and more of that community feel. Yeah. Um, a lot of my 
really good friends in the last few years have come from that kind of space too and it just is like a lot more casual because you kind of just slowly get to know people just strictly by being in their space and in the same environment and you already have a mutual interest yeah it's not out of the blue yeah yeah Um, that reminds me, I was in the bookstore last week and this girl came up to me and I had a stack of like fucking 10 books in my hand. Cause I couldn't decide. And she was like, just started chatting. She was like, wow, that's a lot of book. Like that's a pretty good haul you got there and stuff like that. And we like started talking about books and stuff. Um, and then she, yeah, she like asked for my, she asked for my phone number and I like, didn't know how I felt about the vibe. So I was like, here's my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. perfect. Um, but yeah. So I was like curious if she was going to reach out or not, but she didn't. But I was like, that's pretty impressive to be able to just mm-hmm. like walk up to some random stranger in the bookstore mm-hmm. of like, hey, you know, um, so yeah, it's that's pretty cool. next level to mine. I mean, it's the same thing. You just had already seen that person before. Yeah, lots. Yeah, she knew my true. name at least. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's enough lessons and reflections. Yeah. I mean, and all these things we're still figuring out. None of these were like, yeah, well, no, we're professional friend makers now. Absolutely. <laughs> There's we're never learning yeah. these lessons with you. Yeah. Again, it's the journey. It's, it's, we're not we're working towards like a specific destination. Are we leaving that like, as our takeaway? It's yes. Yeah. And everyone will be like, well, we're not coming back for season two. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys and your cliches. <sighs> Come on, be a part of our season two journey hope yeah hope that there was some takeaways for y'all there um and if you resonate with any of this and you want to have a conversation with it just you know slide into our dms we love that shit yeah 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 um okay so let's talk about season two what is to come in season two who fucking knows i mean it'll probably be more of the same (laughs) yeah big surprise there so lots of conversations about definitely nutrition specific things um but also bringing a little bit more conversation into things like leadership and coaching and probably more conversations like this where we're more openly chatting about life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote this note, but Nicola and I never talked about it. So I don't know if I should say it. <laughs> it was, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so we're thinking of potentially bringing some guests onto the podcast in season two as well. Um, so individuals who specialize in different, um, areas than we do. Um, maybe some of our friends or people in our space that we kind of have had good conversations with. Um, so if there's anyone that you would like us to consider bringing onto the podcast, or if you're a listener that feels like you have something to bring to the podcast yourself and you want to chat with us, um, definitely shoot us a message or, um, visit our website and kind of contact us through there. What else? I mean, we are at that time of year where things are like wrapping up, people are planning for the next year. And with that, um, we are doing a little bit of a coaching promo. Mm -hmm. It is not a black Friday sale. It is not. (laughs) I'm so, so annoyed about that. Um, Yeah. So little coaching promo. So what we're going to do is if you are interested in one-to-one nutrition coaching with us, um, if you sign up before December 25th, you are going to save $100 with a four month commitment. So you'll sign up for four months, you'll get a hundred bucks off. And then what else? 
Also a bonus holiday workout guide and free access to a new project we are starting, which is going to be a little bit of a book club. Yeah. So we're going to start in January. We're going to be starting a book club. Um, it is going to be a $50 registration fee and all of the proceeds, um, all like all everything is going to go to charity. I think we're going to do the YWCA. Um, so yeah, it will just be a way for us to give back and we will pick a book and we will kind of go through it and we'll do some group calls throughout reading it to kind of reflect, share, um, talk about like the application of what we're learning, that kind of stuff. Um, and then we'll probably give some like journal prompts and takeaways and stuff like that. Um, so if you are interested in self-development, nutrition, just this messy life of being a human, um, and want a community of like-minded people, (laughs) um, this is a good opportunity to kind of just like get in that space with other humans kind of on the same journey. Um, but yeah, if you are a one-on-one client, um, or sign up before December 25th, you will get access to that for free. Yeah. So coaching promo, if you're interested, you can always reach out to us individually or at our paradigm Instagram, um, either through the DMS, or we will have our applications always linked in our bios. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. Um, we need to do a fuck yes and fuck no. The last fuck yes and fuck no. Yeah. Should have thought about this in advance. Well, it was funny because you talked about how you were getting up earlier and like not sleeping in was helping you, but my fuck yes for today was going to be sleeping in <laughs> I mean, a little some bit. Days it, it is the fuck yes you need. Yeah. I've been, it's honestly just been like the last week in a bit. And I think it's where I'm at in my cycle, but I've just been like not wanting to get up that early and needing a little bit more sleep. Which Yesterday I got up super early. I did my morning routine and it was like 7:45, And I was like, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> You went back to bed and then we had a meeting and you were like, can we wrap this up early? I need a nap. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> also, I have a comp this weekend. So I feel like I'm just like trying to be like, so fully recovered. Yeah. Get all the naps. Okay. So yeah. fuck yes. Sleeping in. Dang. I have an, I'm sharing also a fuck yes, because it's been okay. a recent life revelation. I've never really owned a real winter jacket. Like when I was a child, I did. Like my parents like made sure I was warm. Don't worry. But like as an adult, I've always just been like, oh no, I'll wear like a cute like light jacket and like a bunch of layers. But I just got a real winter jacket and it is, it's almost too warm. What type of winter jacket? I got a big puffy. From where? Aritzia. Aritzia. It's my Christmas present. Nice. Like Christmas present to yourself. No, Brandon got it for me. Mm, Nice. But it's, it's like being in a sleeping bag and it's glorious like it's so cozy but I got home from a walk yesterday and was like I'm too warm is this what it's supposed to feel like when you're actually well equipped for the weather well insulated I just feel like it's not cold enough there yet well in the mornings it's it's nippy it's chilly I mean yes it's not like full-on winter yet so I'm sure it will get better yeah but I'm just like, I'm not scared of winter now. Yeah. Every, I'm like, I'm just going to be so cold all the time. And it's because I didn't have a jacket. Yeah. So. Is it a long one? Yes. Yeah. So it literally. I'm short. So it basically goes down goes to my to ankles. So it's yeah. basically like, I'm like a little worm in a sleeping bag. Yeah. That's amazing. What color is it? Black. Classic. Yeah. 
cute. Anyways, so that's my fuck yes. Well, we're not gonna have a fuck no today. We're gonna end with two fuck yeses. Nice. Nice. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Amazing. Well, thanks everybody for joining us on this season one journey. Season two, we don't have a timeline for it necessarily, (laughs) but it'll January hopefully. Yeah, in the new year for sure. Yeah, it seems like a bright and shiny time to start up again. Bright and shiny. Yeah. Um, just a reminder, if you have been enjoying the podcast, we would so appreciate if you could leave us a review on iTunes and if you wanted to share it on Instagram, or if there's any specific episodes that you think would be helpful to any of your friends, if you could pass it along, that just helps us grow the podcast, share our message, um, and connect with more of you amazing humans. And if you have suggestions or specific topics you want us to cover in season two, let us know. Yeah. Hit us up. Cause we're, we're not sure. <laughs> I was like, what are you going to say? We have 5,000. We're going to have to listen to the entire season one and write down oh, yeah. everything that we said we were going to talk about. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Okay. We appreciate Thanks, you all. Bye. Bye. I almost said night, night. <laughs> You're going back to bed. Uh, probably. Okay. Bye. <laughs>